Sales win rates have plummeted to a mere 17%, and outdated technology and tedious manual processes are to blame. Meanwhile, managers lack the visibility they need to hold their teams accountable. But imagine a world in which these crippling issues are solved automatically. Revenue.io automates the most frustrating parts of sales so reps can focus on what they do best, selling. Completely automate pre-call research, logging conversation data in your CRM, writing post-conversation recap emails, and prioritized outreach. And as reps book more meetings and close more deals, managers gain the real-time insight they need to scale what's working across their entire team. Ready to say goodbye to tedious sales processes and watch your win rate soar? Head over to Revenue.io to learn more. It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. Joining me on the show again today for the second time, Stephen Rosen, who's the founder of Star Results. He's an author, speaker, trainer, and expert on training sales managers. You can find him online at starresults.com. Stephen, welcome to Accelerate. Andy, thanks uh, so much for having me back. Well, my pleasure. My pleasure. You're one of my first guests, actually. So this is sort of like a, a reunion of sorts. Well, I mean, the nice thing is Accelerate has done incredibly well. As I was surfing the net and looked at all the sales podcasts out there, uh, you've come in as top 10 in, in, in a couple articles and top line articles that uh, top 10 best sales podcasts to listen to. Well, excellent. So, so it's a pleasure to be here. Well, great. Well, that's a mutual pleasure. So for the people maybe who missed you the first time around, why don't you give a little bit of introduction for yourself? Okay. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to go back to my days in sales. I've been in, uh, I've sort of been on the street uh, carrying a bag in sales and uh, I've worked my way up through the sales organization doing the frontline sales manager job, national sales manager, VP of sales, VP of sales and marketing uh, for uh, two uh, Fortune 500 companies. Uh, in Canada in the pharmaceutical biotech industry and I also was responsible for medical devices and over the last um, I guess it's 13 years now I've run my own business called Star Results and what we do is we help sales leaders uh, crush their sales numbers and really it's about driving performance through people uh, and through great leadership and uh, leadership development is really our focus and uh, uh, that's all we do. Okay, so Let's start by saying, or you by saying, what's the difference between management and leadership? Ah, uh, uh, you know, management is about telling people what to do. It's not a collaborative process. Leadership is providing a vision and really um, getting people to go to that vision because they want to go there. So, you know, leadership offers a, a much broader view. And uh, it's really about engaging people and uh, helping them move in a direction that uh, aligns their, their goals and the company's goals. So should we get rid of this term sales manager? Well, I, you know, part of what I work on is, um, you know, there is a management component to the job. Uh, but as we realize in many jobs, they keep expanding. And, you know, your, your podcast is called Accelerate. 
and we look at what skills are going to accelerate sales because that's what sales organizations are tasked with. And, you know, management is not necessarily uh, contribute a positive aspect to uh, accelerating sales, but it's sometimes there's components that are, you know, necessary evils uh, when it comes to accelerating sales, leadership, coaching um, are, are key skill sets that managers can use to really drive sales and accelerate performance, engage people, um, and, and really create what we call a high-performance sales organization. So it is a combination of both. Uh, I'm not sure if we can get rid of the term, but uh, really… Well, replace you know, it. You know? So you, you said right. an individual's responsibility for managing, leading, and coaching. Well, and, we, and we brand them with the one that's, that's the <laughs> least likely to change the performance. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. In fact, uh, you know, one of the things I talk about is actually transforming sales managers because it's easy to manage. It's very hard to lead. And when you're on the front line, uh, it's even more challenging because, you know, you're, you're, you're tasked with execution. You're tasked with a whole bunch of tasks. And a lot of sales managers find they get bogged down by tasks as opposed to leading. So as a title and, and as uh, their role, uh, really, we push much harder to evolve those people from just managing to leading. And the more leading they do, the better their performance. So I, I'm with you. I think that's uh, a great direction. And when I speak to um, to sales leaders, and if you, if you uh, hear me, I talk about leadership development. And uh, the, one of the biggest challenges most organizations face across all levels of the organization is leadership development, uh, developing leaders for the future and for today. Okay. So without preempting what we're going to talk about coming up, really the topic today is is you publish, and you've done this for some number of years now, is you publish an annual report, you do some research, surveys of people within the field about sort of the state of sales management. Uh, I do, and this is actually the second annual. I did one back in 2011, uh, and then we kind of stopped for a while. But uh, as as we look, there's a real need to, to gauge. Uh, I think we gauge different things. Uh, you know, we, we look at, of course, we survey sales leaders around the world. Um, and we, we look at five key components, uh, or mainly five key components, which are coaching, leadership, performance management, uh, hiring and business planning as core skills. And we've also looked at them as core processes uh, for sales managers. And uh, we go out and we ask folks to evaluate the importance of them and uh, how well the organization is doing supporting uh, skill development in those areas because they are core areas. We've talked about two of them uh, or uh, leadership and coaching. Hiring obviously is a key skill. It may not be used as often as the others and uh, performance management as well. So uh, so we've gone out, we finalized. It took us a bit of time to, to um, take in the information, but there's some really... Uh, you know, I call it shocking, uh, although I'm not shocked because we saw some of this last year. And, um, you know, Andy, I think we're both in, aligned that one of the foundations for a successful sales organization, one of the key foundations or building blocks, is the frontline sales manager. Right. So let's go back to your report a little bit in the research. So you, you surveyed people around the world. Yeah. Was it primarily a large enterprise? Was it a mix of company sizes? Uh, it, it varied actually by region, by size. You know, we're looking at some of the nitty gritties in terms of cross tabulation, but uh, 
you know, I mentioned that the results were what I find shocking or, or that I'm not shocked about them. Either way you want to look at it. But uh, what we found was, you know, in the core skill sets that we mentioned, that only 50% of sales organizations are supporting ongoing training and development of their sales managers, whether it be coaching, leadership, performance management, hiring, or business planning. All right. Now, well, let's break that down. So when you say only 50% of organizations are supporting that, meaning that there are 50%, half the companies out there that have sales managers do nothing to train them, help them transition from a non-management role to a management role, or if they're, even if they're hired in from the inside, don't provide any onboarding, formal onboarding processes, performance monitoring, and so on. That's exactly uh, what we found. And uh, we actually broke down new sales managers as a separate entity uh, just to get a gauge. But uh, when you're looking at uh, sales management development, you know, you can either look at it as a glass half full or glass half empty because there's 50% of those sales managers are getting nothing. They're really not getting any development or ongoing support in those core areas. And then we wonder why companies are struggling to make their sales numbers. Uh, you know, a lot of money is invested, billions of dollars are invested in sales training, yet the sales manager who's the foundation of performance in the sales organization, uh, 50%, 50% of them are really not getting any development opportunities and, uh, you know, of course they're struggling. So how do we change that conversation? Because, I mean, this is, as you said, shocking, uh, you know, not, not completely new. I mean, I know Jason Jordan, in his book, Cracking the Sales Management Code, had research showing that you know, investment in sales managers has a higher return than investment in salespeople. So, so what, what has to be done to get the culture to change sort of at the C-level to say, okay, this is one of our most precious resources, this meaning sales leaders, frontline sales leaders, and we need to, you know, think out and I don't know if it's outside the box, but we need to think more broadly about how we invest in this whole sales function. Well, some of it comes from uh, discussing the subject. Uh, certainly, I've chatted with Jason when, when the study came out and uh, yourself and, uh, and many others, and we see a lot more of the uh, sales experts are, are focusing more at, uh, you know, at the management level or the leadership level. Um, you know, uh, the challenge, I think, uh, there's several challenges, but, you know, one, you know, sometimes these 50 percent of companies that have invested in in supporting their sales managers are not necessarily getting the return that they expect. And there's some inherent issues with training uh, in that, you know, if you're doing the one to two day training course and you're not following up, then even the 50 percent who are getting that are not necessarily getting any better. Uh, the approach we take is much more in depth. And we not only train managers, but we mentor them, we coach them, uh, and we help them master the skills. So, you know, to give someone a two-day coaching course and as a senior leader to pat yourself on the back and say, hey, we've done coaching this year. No, you haven't done coaching this year because we all know in a short period of time without reinforcement that whatever money spent on, on training goes by the wayside. So I prefer to look at it at are we developing sales leaders? And development is an ongoing commitment and much fewer organizations see it as such. So uh, I, I think it's broadening one, the understanding that these are your key people in your organization who are gonna make a difference. Uh, two, looking at better ways to, to really what I call creating skill mastery. So they not just learn a skill, they're able to um, 
do it. They're able to actually do what they've learned and make it a, as, uh, as you've talked about, a habit, an ongoing behavior. And that takes time. That, that, that could take up to six months. And we work with sales leaders, you know, one-on-one to help them implement those skills and work through the nuances of whether it be coaching or performance management uh, or any of the other key skills, leadership that they're working on. Um, so, so, you know, you know, there's several aspects. One certainly is, you know, improving how we look at training, not doing training, but looking at the, at a development spectrum. Uh, and really the, the other component, um, is, you know, recognizing that, you know, we want to invest in these people because as you said, your biggest bang for your buck, you know, assuming there's a 10 to one ratio of sales managers to sales reps, you're going to get a much bigger bang for your buck investing in, um, in your sales leaders. Uh, the other thing, and, uh, you know, maybe I'm taking it off topic, but, you know, a lot of investment, uh, or at least a lot of noise that we see in the industry is very much evolved around technology and adding technology on and, you know, uh, CRM. And there's so many great apps out there, but that in itself, I don't believe is the silver bullet. And I think without the foundation of great sales leadership, any of those initiatives are going to be suboptimal. Yeah, well, right. I mean, if you have a suboptimal process or if you've got somebody who's, who is not performing up to their potential, then layering technology on top is not going to fix that problem. And I think that's what a lot of organizations, you know, I mean, I was a VP of sales for, for 10 years and every year I'm looking at, you know, what can I do differently to drive greater performance, right? We're always trying to push the bar higher. And uh, I, I think we forget about our sales managers or sales leaders. Uh, I've got to get in that habit. But, uh, uh, you know, we forget about them and we expect that they know what they're doing uh, until they don't know what they're doing. And then we probably fire them. Um, so, you know, the investment in technology without a foundation in place, to me, is, you know, putting the, uh, the cart before the horse. Yeah, well, I think there's certainly an assumption that, that the technology drives the generation of a lot of data and the collection and analysis of the data is perceived by some to be a substitute for coaching and performance management and the level of uh, behavior setting and behavior establishment that really is required to move a team forward. One hundred percent. So, so part of it, I, I think, coming back to your question, you know, or, or, or you know, what Accelerate is about. It's about accelerating sales, and uh, I, you know, I, I think it's a combination of technology. Not that that's not the first one, but I mentioned it first. People and processes. And uh, if you look on the people component, a lot of isn't a lot of money's invested in your sales representative, which I think is great. Uh, I think there's a miss, and I think we need to get that message out that there are better ways to to develop your sales managers, uh, and you should be focused on that. And the other component we looked at in the study this year was on looking at those same five activities or, or skills or behaviors uh, and looking at how well uh, understood and how how effective those processes are within those organizations. So, for instance... Okay, so you know we looked at we we asked uh, our participants, uh, you know, do you have a highly effective, well understood coaching methodology within your organization? And you know, in terms of uh, people agreeing or being agreeable, which is agreeing or highly agreeing, only forty four percent said yes. So you know, of course, the flip side 
is that 56% are, are saying, hey, it's not highly effective or it's not well understood. So, it, it, you know, one of the challenges or one of the upsides, companies who have a methodology that they follow almost in anything. If you follow a sales methodology, you're going to increase sales because sales is a process. Same as coaching. Uh, managers, you know, complain that coaching is really difficult to do. Well, unless you sort of have a process or a methodology, uh, it's even harder to do. And then everyone's doing it differently. So there's a real gap there. Um, and across the board, uh, whether it be formal business planning process, which uh, we had 55 percent, uh, systematic hiring process. And if you think the cost of making bad hires, again, only 44% of uh, respondents said they, they agreed or, or you know, were in agreement with the fact that uh, their company had a systematic hiring process. It gets a little bit better. Uh, we looked at leadership as a process of aligning goals, which uh, we got a 60% positive response. And seemingly the most important skill that came out and the companies focused most on is performance management. Well, yeah, I mean, you talk about how, you know, there seems to be still more emphasis in the report, you talk about this, more emphasis placed on managing performance versus giving managers or sales leaders the tools to help develop consistent performance among their team. And I, and I think that, again, for, you know, entrepreneurs, C-level people that are listening to the show, I mean, this is sort of, I think, where the rubber really meets the road is that I think there's a tendency, you know, as you go higher up in the organizations, I just want to know, are we making it or not? And yeah, it be, yes, it becomes very black and white. Right. And, you know, I don't want to know how the sausage is being made necessarily, but as, as you move down closer to where the action happens among in terms of the levels of management, somebody needs to care. And what you're saying is it seems to be that in too often, the only person that really cares is just one level above the salesperson. Well, I'm not even sure that they realize that they're not getting what they need. Um, you know, to me, as a VP of sales, every year I start with a very simple process. What are the three critical factors for success? And for me, there was always a component which included the frontline sales manager, whether it be spending more coaching time, whether it be developing their skill sets. Um, you know, and that was an ongoing process. So, you know, you're right. The CEO probably doesn't have, um, exposure to how well the frontline managers are doing or how well the reps are doing, but certainly at the VP of sales level, they, they pull those levers as to, you know, we obviously salaries are locked in and, you know, travel and entertainment is locked in within their funds. They certainly have some money where they're investing in technology, process improvement, or development. And the reality is most will agree if you speak to them and say, hey, you know, who are your most important people to drive sales? They'll say, Stephen, it's the frontline sales manager. And say, okay, well, what are you doing to help them get better? And then you get this, uh, this blank look saying, I really don't know what I can do for them. I, and that's where the challenge lies. Um, you know, I, I really do look to, to VPs of sales and say, okay, you know, we're giving you the holy grail here. And the foundation for success is your frontline sales manager. Yes, you want to have great technology. Yes, you want to make sure your processes are well understood. But where do you start? And to me, uh, you know, most most companies will start with, and most sales organizations will start with product knowledge training, sales skills training, uh, making sure they have a 
CRM in place. And, and the last thing that kind of surfaces is, what do we do with our frontline sales managers? Because they're expected to know what to do. Well, this is, this is if you were to look at the topics of books that have been published in 2015, 2016 about sales, there has been you know, some very noticeable, to my mind, to increase the number of titles about sales management. Exactly. And you know, clearly something is, is afoot if sales experts and authors and so on are saying, gosh, we're out here in the field, we're doing our research, and we're seeing this as sort of a real choke point for companies these days. Well, I, you know, Mike Weinberg's book, uh, New Sales Management or Sales Management Simplified, is a great example because Mike shares some amazing stories of what he's seen being out in the field. And, uh, you know, he's usually brought in, and myself as well, you know, can you fix our sales force? We have a problem. We're not selling well. Can you fix it? And in most cases, when you peel back the onion, you get out there and you ask the questions and you begin to understand the organization, that's usually not the main problem. It's usually a leadership issue. And uh, until organizations really focus on, on leadership, they could be spending millions of dollars on their sales force, but yet getting suboptimal returns. So what do you do if you're a sales leader, you're a frontline sales leader, and you know, you're just not getting what you think you need to get in terms of the support, either in a development standpoint, a process standpoint, investment and training, across the board, because I know that a lot of frontline managers listen to this program, How? what steps do you take individually? Well, you know, I'm going to do some share of one thing that we're doing, but, you know, the easy answer to that is, in this day and age, if I want to learn about uh, Facebook or LinkedIn, there are so many resources, free resources online that you, you know, that if you take the time to tap into, and I'm sure Andy yourself, you were an expert on hosting podcasts two years ago, but now you are. So, so the ability to learn and ingest and find the information to help you get better at whatever you're doing exists out there and you've got to search and find it. Uh, for myself, one of the most important things I look at is how can we develop great sales leaders. So, so what we are doing is, um, you know, we're providing ongoing webinars. We're just starting with our second one, which I'm going to put a plug in here if you're okay with it. Sure. Uh, we're doing the ultimate sales leadership strategy for high performance. And that's uh, coming up. Uh, we're going to have one every month. So depending on when this airs, uh, I don't want to leave a date. But if you want to find out more, you can go to www.starresults.com backward slash or actually forward slash webinar and see when our next one is. And for managers who want to learn more, we have a very sort of um, uh, revolutionary approach to developing sales managers, which is a combination of training, one-on-one -on -one coaching, assessment, uh, and tools to really create skill mastery. And it's done over a six-month period. So we're really looking to help those you know, those 50% of managers uh, who are not getting the support and those people who want to take control of their own career. Uh, because, you know, I worked through a sales management role. I had no training. Uh, some of us are lucky and we, fought, we, we find some tricks to be successful. Uh, but in most cases, if you want to compete in this world, there are resources out there. We have created one specifically for that segment of managers, even though a lot of our work is corporate. 
to help them because uh, there really isn't a, a ton of things out there for them. If they go to a large training organization, they're going to send them on a public uh, a, a public training course. And uh, personally, I don't find, you know, they're great to go to, but I don't find them impactful in terms of changing behaviors. Uh, and that's really what we're focused on is, is creating the behavior of skill mastery, of coaching, uh, is arguably the most important skill. We'll train managers on how to be effective coaches. We'll share a methodology with them and really try to build them up so they can not just understand it, but they can do it and do it with ease. And that takes time. So which part of that is the revolutionary part? The revolutionary part is, number one, uh, go to any sales organization. And when you're talking about training, there's no companies that do one-on-one coaching as a follow-up. So what we do is we have our training is on demand. So the manager can see it as they need it uh, over a six-month period. What we do is two things that are revolutionary. One, we gauge the manager's coaching effectiveness prior. And two, not only do we provide the content in easy-to-understand chunks, every month we'll, we'll connect with the manager to help them work through the nuances of skill mastery. And by the end of that six months, uh, you know they're out there and they're actually impacting sales as opposed to a one or two day course, which feels great, but you know it's one or two days you'll never get back in your life. So they never actually even have to leave the field to uh, to do what we're doing. Uh, and I don't think there's anyone. And I've searched and I've asked uh, uh, various folks who are in the training industry who else offers this. And I think we're the only ones who are offering this approach uh, to skill mastery. Okay, so. You offer at the tail end of your report five strategies for developing a strong sales management team, and you just described the fifth strategy, which was outsource the development of your strong uh, developing your sales management team. So let's talk about some of the other strategies. So the first one is provide intensive support and feedback for your new sales managers. Ah, okay. So one of the things we'll just throw in some stats. Uh, I'm not a stats guy, but uh, well, you, you just know, did a study. You've got stats. Well, I'm not a stats guy, but uh, you know, stats are good to to at least form some perspective. And the beauty of doing the, the same research over time, it's a very sad state for new sales managers uh, because only a third of them have any formal training before they're thrown in to sink or swim. So and only a third of companies provide formal training for sales managers. Yes. Well, okay. And, you know, there's various stats. There's one I quote that says 40% of new sales leaders fail in the first 18 months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not surprising. Okay. And there's studies that say even higher. But, you know, the impact is is detrimental on your sales organization. So, um, you know, in terms of providing support and feedback for new sales managers, um, you know, that really lies with the next level of management to take a greater Uh, greater ownership to the development of their new sales manager, not thinking that, hey, because they were a great rep, um, you know, we're going to put them in and make them a great coach. And I think one of the greatest examples, and, you know, as as a Canadian, you didn't mention I'm Canadian, eh? But, uh, (laughs) you know, the greatest hockey player in the world, Wayne Gretzky, uh, was not the greatest coach in the world. Right? And in fact, he... He failed miserably as a coach, and I think he's an amazing individual, but not everyone who plays can coach, and it's a different skill set. And, uh, you know, so, so of course, uh, I don't need to go into the long argument, but if you promote your best sales rep into a sales leadership role and they fail, which if you're not doing anything for them, chances are, uh, you know, unless they're 
super individuals, uh, you know, will, you know, will fail or they'll have a complete negative impact on their team uh, in terms of engagement, performance, morale and turnover. And we've seen it where, you know, and, and there's no going back for them because once they've been promoted to manager, they're not going back to be your best rep. So you've yeah. lost, you've lost in two cases. So intensive support, you can look at two ways. One ownership being taken by their next level of management, whether that's the regional uh, VP, the VP, uh, but you need to be there for them and having ongoing sessions. And of course, if that fails, you go to, to number five, which says outsource. And I really think you know, smaller to small to medium sized companies maybe don't have the resources to support a new sales manager. And, and, and what I suggest is that, you know, I don't know how often it happens, maybe it's one or two times a year, that they have an organization that they know can take that manager and help them transition the first 90 to 180 days. And I think the cost of doing that uh, versus the cost of a failure um, is almost a no-brainer. Yeah, no, I would agree that the, the cost of having a failure sales management level is is substantial. I mean, it's cost of a bad sales hire. Once that I saw said was seven times the the person's first year salary. Right. You have to imagine the there's multiplier effect there if a sales manager fails. So, yeah. but so let's go back to you'd said that only thirty two percent of companies have some formal onboarding for sales managers. Would be really interesting to find out is whether the same applies for onboarding of salespeople, because well, if only thirty two percent of companies have a formal process for onboarding salespeople and bringing them up to a point of sales readiness to go out and, and be productive. Yeah, just you're multiplying the problem. 100%. And, you know, I don't have an answer to the question, but I do have some anecdotal uh, experience and, uh, uh, you know, coming from the pharmaceutical um, diagnostic equipment business, we had great training for new sales reps. And it was offered several times a year where we take a rep through three weeks of intensive product training, uh, you know, how to work within the organization, uh, selling skills. That was a program of pride. And, and I can tell you, in most organizations, there's a lot of effort spent. And I, I can't quote the number because I don't have it. But um, most people listening would probably shake their heads and say, we do a great, maybe not a great job onboarding. Sometimes there's onboarding issues, but in terms of training new sales reps to get them up to speed uh, to, make, to make their first sale, um, companies do a pretty damn good job in that area. I know I did uh, when I was a VP of sales and uh, organizations I've worked with spend a lot of time and their trainers are focused on that. Once you move outside the realm of the, uh, of the sales rep, uh, I, I think the stat was close to 50% of organizations had dedicated managers uh, sorry, dedicated trainers for their sales leadership team. Well, I think one of the real issues, and this is a conundrum you you see, I've seen time and time again, is is is, and it's you know, it's sort of crazy when you think about it. Is managers oftentimes refuse to ask for help, or by the same token, companies refuse to consider giving their managers help because the perception is. They should know what they're doing. We just promoted them to be manager. Don't they know everything, right? That's and the expectation. I, you, yeah, and I can't, about- can't tell you the number of times I've met and worked with VPs of sales and others that, that you know, took a long time to work with them and the CEOs and perhaps sometimes the board to get approval 
for them to be able to hire a resource to help them improve what they're doing. And that speaks to the challenge we talked about earlier, that uh, even companies that identify that as a as an upside, as something that will help accelerate their sales, improve performance, because that's what we're all looking for is ways to improve. And I come back and I've I've been, uh, you know, uh, talking about this, I've been, you know, for a number of years, and that's probably at least 10 of my 13 years in my business. Uh, about, you know, these are the long lost soldiers and, you know, I'm not a military guy, but I, I think, you know, the military does a very good job training. And when you send a, a commander out with a unit, you better hope that commander's well trained uh, for, you know, on the spot combat and being able to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And I don't think the military sends them out unqualified. At least I hope not. Uh, no, you know, I think they do a pretty good job. You know, so I look at the frontline manager as that same type of individual who, you know, we're all trying to squeeze out more performance. It's competitive marketplaces. You know, people talk about, you know, people being their main advantage. Well, the the people who help the people who drive revenue are your frontline sales leaders. So, uh, you know, so I think, you know, in terms of investment, um, you know, you're looking at a 10 to one ratio or a one to 10 ratio in terms of sales leaders that if you're going to invest $1 or if you had $1 to invest, that's probably the best place to invest it in terms of getting return. Okay. So now we move to the last segment of the show where I've got some questions I ask all my guests and you've been on the show before. So you've actually answered some of those. So I came up with new questions for you. Oh no. Yeah. See, this is a curveball. I, I want to be like Donald Trump and have all my questions prearranged. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, um, <laughs> I'm just joking. I, I, I love the spontaneity of the show. So, so here's, here's a new hypothetical scenario. Uh, you're the sales leader selling a B2B product to enterprise and your CEO, the start of a new fiscal year, your CEO gives you your goals for the new fiscal year, and it's it's a pretty large increase in revenues that you're responsible for, let's say 12% increase, but he's not giving you any additional headcount or other resources in order to achieve it. So what do you do? Okay, that's a great question. Um, and I, I think I have a pretty good answer on that because I spent a lot of time thinking about it. So just by, it's another program we're launching uh, okay. come, the, come the end of the year, which uh, I call... Uh, strategic sales execution. And, and there's a couple steps to really looking at, okay, how are we going to crush our sales numbers this year? 12% increase. But no, know. no increase in headcount, no increase in resources. You just got to basically do 12% more of the same, same yeah. stuff you had this year. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to do better, right? You got to do, you know, the old uh, more with less or, or more with the same. And to me, you know, assuming I've got some sales managers, the key first step is getting everyone focused on, what are the critical factors for success? I talked about that earlier. And if you can really get buy-in from your team and involve them in the process of defining what's going to make you successful this year, or going to help you achieve your 12% growth, that's the first step. So, you know, we have processes to do that, but really it's a brainstorming and then, you know, um, prioritizing and picking the three things that, you know, the, the team feels is going to drive success. Okay. And then, and then Executing those extremely well. Okay, so okay. maybe it's a, maybe it's a you know we're going to focus on a specific uh, customer type to grow the business. Um, so you know we have the managers you know decide what they're going to fo- what the key focuses are, what the critical success factors are. Then we have them build a plan, 
and build their own metrics in terms of how we're going to measure this to know that we're on track. And let them decide their own metrics on that. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we, we can we facilitate that process, but you know, one of the things is you want everyone to buy in because we all know that a great plan without buy-in does not yield you great success, but an average plan with great buy-in will yield you better success. So, so we, we bring everyone in, at least the sales management team, sales leadership team. Uh, we get them aligned, focused. They build their plan around what they're going to do to be successful. Again, focused on doing a few things really well. Um, and have them build their own metrics. We then actually, um, you know, the sales leader then has a tracking mechanism and can, you know, fo- you know, focus on what they've agreed to execute and uh, build a tracking mechanism to keep that on track and to to work with them on an ongoing basis to, uh, you know, to coach them, to mentor them, and to keep execution uh, top of mind in terms of focus. So. In okay. terms of your question, to me, it's about you know, aligning your sales organization, getting them focused, and then being able to execute with excellence. All right. That All right. 12% becomes 15 if you tell senior management. <laughs> Excellent. All right. I can see what you would have been like to work with. All right. So now, some, <laughs> some rapid-fire questions. Well, my, I thought that was a rapid-fire question. Oh, no, no. Gosh. This, this you can uh, give me – well, you probably can't give me one-word answers, but you can give short answers. You elaborate if you wish. So the first one is – in your opinion, is it easier to teach a technical non-salesperson how to sell or teach a salesperson how to sell a product or service? That's a, that's a, uh, I would say it's hard to learn how to sell, that uh, you, you can learn the, uh, the product knowledge or the technical knowledge. Uh, selling is a, um, you know, there's, a, there's a, a strong art to it and you want the right personality. Okay. Uh, if you could change one thing about your business self, what would it be? Um, honestly, to be better at sales. <laughs> All right. I like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So what's the one non-business book every salesperson should read? The one, oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I might be stumped here. I'm looking at my books. Um, I only read sales books. Well, here's a, here's a good one. Um, Uh, enlightened leadership. Is, is that a cop out? Yeah, it is. It sounds like a business book. <laughs> no, it's a business book. Okay. Eh? Uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm lost outside. Okay, but, we're gonna have to broaden your horizons. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, you know, that's the problem. I'm I'm very focused in in one or two specific areas. I know. We'll have to. We're gonna give you an assignment. We we'll get off there. We'll give you an assignment. Okay. okay. All right. Well, good. Well, Stephen, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, tell folks how they can find out more about you and to connect with you. Okay. Well, thank you, Andy. It was great uh, chatting with you. And as always, I'm happy to come back again and uh, maybe have something new to talk about. But uh, I can be reached at www.starresults2rs.com. If you're looking for the the Star Sales Manager report that uh, Andy and I were talking about, you can get a free copy by typing in www.starresults.com backward slash sales manager report. And um, you can also find me on on LinkedIn or on the web and um, look forward to anyone who's interested uh, joining one of my webinars. And, uh, uh, you know, we do some really good training on it to help you. And if you want more, we offer more as well. Okay. Well, we'll have that information on the show notes page for this episode. Again, Stephen, thanks for joining me. And remember, friends, thanks for joining us today and make it a part of your day every day. 
to deliberately learn something new to help you accelerate your success. And one easy way to do that is to take a minute and subscribe to this podcast, Accelerate. That way you won't miss any of my conversations with top business experts like my guest today, Stephen Rosen, who shared his expertise about how to accelerate the growth of your business. So thanks for joining me. Until next time, this is Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guest, visit my website at andypaul.com. Hey, sales strategists. At Revenue.io, we're not just imagining the future of sales. We're building it. We offer the world's most complete platform for revenue teams, and we're featured in the most recent Forrester Waves for both sales engagement and conversation intelligence. With Revenue.io, you can slash call prep time to seconds, guide your reps in real time to have more successful conversations, and after calls, we generate ready-to-send recap emails so sellers can keep deals soaring toward the finish line at light speed. See the future of sales now at Revenue.io.